here's Nick Bockwinkle, the final match for the world's heavyweight champion, Bern Gagne. And you, ironically enough, are the man that will be challenging him for the title on May the 10th, a date so very important to him. We cannot underplay the magnitude of the fact that this man's career spanned 32 years, that this man from high school through college, through the professional ranks, set a standard that he became a champion of tremendous magnitude. And I don't want to underplay it. In fact, I want it to be as big as he hopes for it to be. I want him, and the whole world is taking cognizance of the fact that he wants to retire as the world's heavyweight champion, and no man in the professional wrestling history has ever done that. And I want to say to you, Vern Gagne, good luck. Do you know why? You know why I think it's great that you want to do this? Because you're getting so much attention from the Guinness Book of Records, from the people throughout the entire world. Reporters are coming from everywhere. And the only thing that can be greater than you retiring as the world's heavyweight champion is for me to knock the pins right out from under you. And then I will have taken this man, 32 years, his career of being a world's champion, and just he retires as just a wrestler, as a former world's heavyweight champion. I not only become the world's heavyweight champion on that night, I also take and receive all that magnitude of the man who prevented you in your last hour. And that is every intention of what I plan on doing. And it's from my heart, from the bottom of my gut, from my toes, that I'm going to be there giving 210% to make that successful for me. All right, I gentlemen. told you, Nick, good things come who th to those who wait. We've waited long enough. Thank you, you know, gentlemen. He about May 10th. We're All the good time. things that happened to him. May gentlemen, in case you have not heard the big news, the final match for Vern Gagne as the world's heavyweight champ. May 10th, a date that has been so very important to this man whose career has spanned 32 years. Ironically enough, that title defense in St. Paul on the 10th will be against former champ Nick Bockwinkle, longtime adversary. Vern Gagne, come on in. The date that has been up for discussion since July 18th of last year when you captured this title belt from Nick Bockwinkle down in Chicago, Illinois, finally coming around. Well, it's uh, coming around fast, uh, probably a little faster than I, than I uh, wished. And uh, I'm, really, I'm disappointed about one thing, and I think uh, the, the, the ironic thing, as you mentioned, using that term, uh, is Nick Bockwinkle, the former champion, getting the chance for the, for the belt. Uh, there are many, many other challengers uh, throughout the country that I think deserve it uh, in front of uh, Nick Bockwinkle. Uh, I wrestled him uh, in, past, in February. Uh, he made me wait two years for a title shot, and now somehow, some way, uh, his name pops up again. And uh, uh, St. Paul uh, has been a good city for he, has been a good city for myself. But I did lose the title to him one time in St. Paul. I'm trying to go out as the champion, uh, Gene. Uh, it's never been done before. And I would like, I mean, my great goal, I suppose, is to retire with the belt. Now, uh, this, is, this is the big challenge that I've got, and it's certainly a goal. Vern Gagne, the date, May the 10th, has been a tremendously important one right. throughout your life, throughout yeah. your career. Strangely enough, it, it has. Uh, things have happened on that day, like, uh, like being called into the Marine Corps on May 10th and getting out of the Marine Corps on 10th and graduating from college on May 10th and beginning my wrestling career on May 10th, so, and ending my wrestling career on, on May 10th.
It's been a great, great career, uh, Gene, in a short period of time. It's really hard to thank uh, all the people who uh, were uh, involved in, in, in making Vern Gagne's career a success. Uh, the media especially. i got to uh, uh, say a quick thank you to the local media, uh, both television, radios, and newspaper people, but most of all, the wrestling fans in the state of Minnesota because they've uh, supported my, uh, myself, my wrestling, and uh, I do do really want to thank them, and I'm wrestling this match for them. Thank you. One thing, Vern, before you leave, I must say, the past 32 years been tremendously entertainment. You've truly been a great champion. Well, it's been a great sport. It still will be a great sport, and it'll go on long after Vern Gagne quit. Wrestling. All-Star Wrestling is sanctioned by the AWA, the American Wrestling Association. All-Star Wrestling presents the top professional wrestlers from the United States, Canada, England, Germany, Australia, Mexico, Poland, Japan, the greatest professional wrestlers from throughout the world. And now to the ring for All-Star Action. South Connection, welcome to another episode of Territorial. I am your host, Sean Kidd. Uh, we are the pod where we go back and we look at uh, things from the territory days, be it feuds, be it um, shows, be it whatever, where we just kind of go back and look at the days of the territories um, and just kind of have some fun reminiscing about some old old things. And uh, especially if you're an old school pro wrestling fan, and sometimes it might have something more current and up to date. But tonight, um, you kind of heard at the beginning, we are going to the AWA. And, you know, Vern Gagne is a uh, interesting uh, person. Uh, the very first episode of Territorial we did, we obviously went back to Super Clash 3. <clears throat> and we basically covered uh, that whole Kerry Von Erich, Jerry Lawler, uh, feud and then Vern trying to get all the, the territories that were left together and that all blew up. But we're going to go back a little bit tonight and talk about Vern Gagne as a wrestler. And, you know, a lot of people have different takes. Vern Gagne was all about Vern Gagne, uh, like to push his boy Greg ahead of the curve and everything. But one thing that I don't think anybody can really deny is um, if you watch older Vern Gagne, um, he looks like an older Vern Gagne, no matter what age. He's one of those guys with the eternal Arn Anderson syndrome. Uh, that he looks old no matter what age he's at. Uh, but tonight is about his last match. And then when we say his last match, is it really his last match? No, and um, we'll cover that as we get to the end of the pod. But tonight we're going to talk about what was officially his last match that was scheduled for May 10th, 1981. And the whole thing leading up to it, uh, the whole thought process, The <laughs> there's a Vern Gagne day we're going to cover. Um, so anyway, but it's going to be against Nick Bockwinkel. Nick Bockwinkel probably his greatest feud ever. Um, and I, for one, can vouch that I am a huge Bachwinkle fan. I used to be a naysayer um, of Bachwinkle until I really started watching some of his matches. And he is very, very good um, in ring, almost like a pre-Rick Flair before he's Rick Flair. And in a lot of aspects for me, he might be better than Rick Flair. Um, he's amazing on the mic. He's amazing in the ring. But so Vern Gagne, uh, his last match is scheduled for May 10th, 1981. And it's going to be against... Nick Bockwinkle, and it is for the world title, and Ganya is the world champion. So let's talk a little bit about Vern Ganya. <clears throat> so everyone knows of the AWA and Vern Ganya's hold over the promotion since its inception in 1960, um, and was its first real defending world champion was Vern, obviously. Um, Pat O'Connor was the initial champion. So the AWA World Heavyweight Champion was established in May 1960. 
um, after the AWA became a separate promotion from the National, National Wrestling Alliance. Uh, the AWA had previously been a part of the NWA territory in the Minneapolis, Minnesota area. Um, as I said, the first champion, uh, Pat O'Connor, uh, was recognized as the first champion um, after the NWA was, um, AWA succeeded from it. Um, and, and as O'Connor had held the NWA World Championship as well, which he won on January 9, 1959. O'Connor held the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, which he won again on January 9, 1959 in St. Louis, Missouri. was also recognized as the first AWA World Champion in May 1960. However, he was given 90 days to defend the title against Vern Gagne or be stripped of the title. Nothing like a power play from our boy Vern there. Gagne was awarded the championship after Pat O'Connor failed to defend the title on August 16, 1960. Vern held the title on 10 different occasions. Uh, his longest reign as champion was for seven years, from August 31st, 1968 to November 8th, 1975, and he dropped the title to his opponent in tonight's show, Nick Bockwinkel. <clears throat> Nick would hold the title through the first match we were, we're going to discuss that sets us on our end destination. So um, I have watched one match with Vern Gagne and Nick Bockwinkel uh, from February 10th, 1979. And I covered it on a pod that I did a couple years ago for Place to Be Nation called Before I Was a Mark. Because um, I just wanted to see, you know, a match between these two. And it was a very good match. Um, and it piqued my interest there. And, you know, obviously pods come and pods go. Um, but I did have thoughts of watching more. So when I started this podcast. I was like, okay, well, why don't we kind of take a look at some history here and take a look at matches that matter? And I said, oh, perfect. Here we're going to go. Vern Gagne's last match. Um, so we're going to talk, we're going to go to a audio um, clip uh, from Nick Bockwinkel. Uh, it talks about his perspective and he's talking over a 1970 match between them, but I really liked how he's discussing their feud, why their feud, why they feud and certain perspectives um, that, kind of correlates the difference between both guys, which I thought was really, really neat. This clip was on YouTube. So I thought I would play this uh, before we get into the first match we're going to talk about tonight, because there is a few matches um, that we're going to discuss. Obviously, Vern's last match, but this interview right here that Nick's doing is in 1975. Uh, but the match we're going to talk about after this is going to be the match that Vern Gagne actually won the world title back in 1980. So let's give uh, Nick Bockwinkel here a listen uh, for a little bit of perspective about him and Vern. Both, both of us have been thought of as uh, the classic wrestling style uh, where we predominantly depend mostly on wrestling ability, maneuverability, uh, agility, and uh, being able to take some punishment at the same time. Well, Vern Gagne, you're heading out, well, you heading out of the ring now with Vern Gagne on the offensive. You had, uh, you told me you had just recently lost you and Ray the Crippler Stevens, the tag team championship belts, uh, shortly before this match. That's correct. We've been the tag team champions for about three years, and, uh, and we had just, uh, this was January, and I think it was in November when we had lost the uh, World's Tag Team Championship. And so it was kind of in between. And needless to say, every man, even if he's the world's tag team champion, uh, that's sharing uh, half of the, the next best title in the world. You still want to be the heavyweight champion of the world. You want that one singular recognition that your sport offers, which, which declares to the world that you are the man. You are the very best that there is. In this situation we're seeing now, Nick Bockwinkel winning a test of strength over Vern Gagne. You and Vern Gagne were feuding seriously. What started it all? Was it just your quest for the title? Uh, I, th I think it's that, and then I think it's also uh, personalities. Uh, I've always been told that I've been arrogant and sarcastic, and I have, and I have been. And, uh, 
and I guess that didn't set well with him. He always had the All-American uh, uh, boy image, uh, you know. And I'm not quite sure I bought that uh, personally. Not that it makes any difference how he lived a personal life or what his personal style was. And uh, the, I think the thing that possibly bugged me at that time is Vern really did seem to be very enamored with the roar of the crowd. And I was just the opposite. And uh, so those are, those are like personality insights into two men's abilities that are very equally very good, very, very balanced. And uh, so I guess it, it, it made, you know, size-wise, I'm about 245, the same now as I was then. And Vern always wrestled, I'd say, 225 to 230. Well, here you can see in the intensity, just in this knuckle-lock competition, and you guys just flat don't like one another. That's all there well, is to it. Well, mind you, it's difficult. Once you step in the ring, once the bell rings, uh, he can be your best friend. You don't like him because you can't like him. Uh, what we're doing here is th this is the very end of the macho, male macho game, uh, where we stuck fingers into each other's chest when we were little kids in the sandbox. And uh, you, you want to come out on top. You want to be the man. And the only way you can do that is totally at the expense of your opponent. Nick Bachwinkle is so articulate, and I love how he frameworks it like, you know, Vern is Mr. Americana, Nick's kind of arrogant heel, and he really embraces it. And so really good perspective on why they feud and what started it all. And it kind of makes sense that the end game for Nick or for uh, Vern would probably be a match against Nick Bockwinkel. So with that, we're going to go to July 18th, 1980, and this is going to be in Chicago, Illinois, and this is Comiskey Park. This is not the last match. What we're going to cover first is the match where Vern actually won the AWA world title back uh, from Nick that takes us on the road to our match tonight that goes into 1981. So just to give you uh, kind of this this um, card that this match is on. So 7-18-80, Chicago, Illinois, it's at Comiskey Park. Uh, we already talked, obviously the main event is Vern Gagne versus Nick Bockwinkle. Um, also on the card, Jerry Blackwell defeated Dick DeBruiser. Uh, Greg Gagne defeated Bobby Heenan via countout. Bobby Heenan, also a very, very key um, component of the Vern-Nick matches because uh, what's amazing is, and you're going to hear it a little bit later, not only do you have Nick Bockwinkle, who doesn't really need a mouthpiece because he's very, very good at talking, very good promo, very good articulation, but then you get the bonus of him and Bobby Heenan together, which I think uh, you can't fail there. Uh, the Crusher and Mad Dog with Sean defeated uh, Jerry Valiant and Adrian Adonis. Bobo Brazil defeated Super Destroyer Mark II, whoever the hell that is. Uh, Steve Regal uh, defeated Roger Kirby, Paul Christie, Drew Tito Santana. Uh, Tito Santana, very big, um, as I was going through this, on a lot of AWA cards uh, in the early 80s, was all over at AWA, and he also had some matches with Bockwinkle that we might cover one day um, because I think it's an interesting moment in time for Tito Santana. Uh, Pat O'Connor went to a no contest with Wilbur Snyder. Uh, and then Jerry Blackwell won a 15-man, 25,000-bottle royal. The reported attendance here was 12,000. So with that, we are going to go to the audio of the intro. And it's Gene. Um, it is Gene on it, um, Gene Okerlund, uh, that does the opening audio here. And he also does the actual commentary on the match. Um, it post-record, obviously, but um, I really do like how we intro this. So let's go to Gene and the introduction of our participants in this match for the AW World title. It is world champion Nick Bockwinkle uh, facing challenger Vern Gagne on July 18th, 1980. In Chicago, Illinois, what was called Super Bowl VI of professional wrestling 
for a classic confrontation of one of the biggest feuds this sport has ever known. Bachwinkle has the belt, and Ganya wants it back. Sound of the bell, and we are off and running at Comiskey Park, the home of the Chicago White Sox. So here we are inside a stadium, as Gene said, uh, home of the White Sox. Uh, Super Bowl VI, uh, interesting name. I did, not, I, I did not actually go back and look up any of the Super Bowl events, but um, as you watch the match, obviously it's in a stadium environment, very rem reminiscent of um, the early Super Clash or even the Great American Bash in its first uh, when they were doing stadium shows. So really, really cool to see here. Um, but anyway, like we said, Gene is doing a post-recorded um, commentary. Solid Matt wrestling and arm work to start by both. Uh, Vern tries to escape a hammerlock armbar that um, he has synced in and rolled through um, a Vern reversal attempt. Vern finally powers out with a hip toss. Ganya slaps Nick and Nick charges him, but Vern cuts him off twice by like basically clipping Nick's legs. Um, as Nick runs at him, uh, Ganya takes his arm and really swipes his legs up underneath him um, on the charges, which looked really good. Vern sinks in an arm lock of his own. Nick picks him up for a slam, but Vern rolls right through it. Vern drops down body first on Nick's arm. Uh, pretty savage landing on there as he's maintaining the hammerlock. Um, savage surfboard with Vern basically shoving his foot. Like he's standing behind Bachwinkle and he's pulling his arms back and shoving his foot in the Nick's uh, neck, which again, uh, it looks awesome. I mean, it's a lot of wrestling holds, but the offense and the cell are both really, really impressive. Uh, Nick finally bails outside back in Vern throws Nick to both corners and clobbers Nick with the knee. Uh, Nick bails outside and throws Vern's leg into the post multiple times. Um, from there, Nick starts working the leg. Uh, really great limb work um, with Vern trying to find a way to escape. And I'm a sucker for limb work. Uh, Vern goes for a slam, but leg doesn't hold. And Nick falls on top for two. Nick misses a knee drop um, to Vern's leg. And then Vern clobbers Nick with a stiff forearm to the chest. Like, again, these guys are stiffing the shit out of each other, whether it's being in the rest holds or just hitting each other. <clears throat> There's a sunset flip for two. And then the two collide mid-ring. And then we'll let Gene's commentary take us to the end of the match. Up, it's going to be a miracle. What a collision at center ring here in Chicago tonight. Bachwinkle trying for a, a pile driver. The physicality in this particular match, second to none. You're not going to see him too much tougher. Again, Bachwinkle trying for a potential pile driver. Ganya reverses that one beautifully. One, two. Vern Ganya bridged Bachwinkle all the way over. Here is a whip into the ropes. Bachwinkle hanging on. Ganya trying for the flying drop kick. Bachwinkle trying to go for a body splash. He could not do it. There it is, the Ganya sleeper, the famous Ganya sleeper. How long can Bachwinkle take this? The Ganya sleeper. This one could just about be over. Bachwinkle is slumping down to his knees. In the center ring, pretty soon the lights are going to be out. He's calling for the bell. Ladies and gentlemen, calling for the bell. Vern Ganya has regained the AWA World Heavyweight title 
here at Comiskey Park over Nick Bockwinkle. Son Greg Gagne. Tito Santana, Mad Dog Bichon, and a host of others. Steve Regal, oh my. All coming in. Rufus R. Railroad Jones, Billy Robinson, everybody congratulating Vern Gagne as he is taken down. Nick Bockwinkle, and there go the fireworks. Oh, what a night in AWA history. So there you have it. Vern Gagne has regained the AWA uh, world title at this point in time. <clears throat> One more thing here. <clears throat> Nick in this match is 40, and Vern is 49. And like I said, uh, he looks much older, to be honest. But at 49, I, like I, Nick also looks older for his age. But um, 40 and 49, both of them are here and put on kind of like a really, really good match. Um, really good limb work. Uh, nice super pickup in the last few minutes, uh, being super stiff and just going at it to get the win. I wasn't a fan of the sleeper finish, especially on a seven-year reign. Um, I thought that could have been a little more inventive. I know Vern's Gagne was a thing at the time, and you're also talking about late 70s AWA. Uh, but good stuff. And really, the faces celebrating at the win is great. And the damn fireworks kind of took me out at the end. I didn't expect that. Uh, so that was a nice surprise in 1980. So I actually went three and a quarter. Uh, could probably go a little higher on it, but <clears throat> still, a really cool moment in time. Definitely worth the match to go watch it just from a just watching two technicians really go at it. I really, really enjoyed this match. And you can call me old school, you can call me whatever, but I will stand on the, I will stand on that mountain and like that match. Um, so uh, also uh, over time, as we look at Vern's career, as we're heading into this, so obviously, um, you know, he's the world champion and this is July of 1980. Um, and we don't really, we're gonna, our next match is going to be talking, um, officially the whole match will be his last match. Uh, but before we get into a little history of Vern's title reign in 1981 in the lead up to his last match, uh, I wanted to play some some old Vern Gagne commercials. Um, as I do research for this, I do kind of like YouTube. I look at like different places when I do research for these pods. And these commercials popped up on YouTube. And uh, I, I just think they're funny. Uh, one about uh, Vern's, uh, his health regimen or whatever. And then another one as well. So let's take a look at those real quick. And then we'll talk about uh, Vern Gagne and his journey in 1981 as world champion to his last match with uh, Nick Bockwinkle. Anyway, to good health, good looks, and the good life. Here with his Gagnemetric exercises is wrestling champion Vern Gagne. How do you feel? Pretty good, you say? Not so good, you say? Maybe not quite awake yet? Having that second cup of coffee? How would you like to feel? Great. Exhilarated in just 10 seconds. You can with a simple exercise. Now, don't run and put on shorts or slacks because it's not that kind of exercise. In fact, why don't you finish that cup of coffee and we'll be back in one minute. Tricks. Number one, I said you could feel better and feel exhilarated in just 10 seconds. How do you do this? You do it the Ganyametric way. And what is the Ganyametric way? It's no more than isometrics, which maybe some of you have heard of and some of you haven't. The isometrics, Ganyametrics, we're going to call them from now on, is our my way of doing isometric exercises. And what are they? It's working against an immovable object, such as a wall or a doorway here. Pushing against it, pulling against it, lifting against it. This is the gyneometric way of exercise. Wrestler, without dedicated training and proper nutrition. Now I get much of that nutrition from my own garden, thanks to Sonic Bloom. My good friend Dan Carlson developed this organic plant growth system that will help you grow more nutritious, higher yielding fruit and vegetable crops right in your own backyard. Sonny Bloom is great for trees and flower gardens, too. 
Order Sonic Bloom today with home and garden kits starting at $69 postpaid. Call 1-800-787-6074. So there you have it, Vern Gagne, all about uh, his personal health, your personal health, and the health of his uh, backyard and fruits. Uh, so I thought that was kind of a neat little thing to find on YouTube. So I thought I would drop it here in the clip on uh, the journey to his last match. So let's talk about Vern's uh, 1981 that led to his retirement match on May 10th, uh, his last match. So Vern was very sporadic in his title defenses in his reign. Um, and what's interesting is in 1981, after he, um, we're, gonna, we're just gonna look at 81. I didn't look at the rest of 1980, but in 81, he had, um, didn't really, he didn't defend his title until February. And it, and it was uh, not that not that many title defenses that led up to the final match. So uh, let's see. So let's start off. February 3rd, 1981, uh, he defeated Jerry Blackwell. Uh, February 5th, 1981, uh, he defeated uh, Mick Bockwinkle, uh, beat uh, Vern via countout. Um, and so anyway, uh, I guess Vern, Ganya, he had, a, he had a, a sleeper hold on Bockwinkle. Vern was on the ring apron while Bockwinkle was inside the ring. Uh, February 20th, 81, uh, Vern defeated Nick, uh, February 20th, 81, uh, February 22nd, 81, uh, Vern also defeated Nick, uh, March 14th, 1981, Vern defeated Jerry Blackwell via disqualification, uh, March 28th, 1981, uh, Vern defeated Nick Bockwinkle, April 1st, 81, he defeated Bockwinkle again, uh, April 10th, 81, uh, he defeated Bockwinkle again, uh, April 11th, 81, he defeated Jesse the Body Ventura, um, but that was a match. Um, April 25th, 81, uh, he defeated Jerry Blackwell again, and then May 2nd, 81, uh, he defeated Jerry Blackwell. So literally in the year leading up to, or the journey, at least the 1981 start, he defended the title against uh, three different people. Um, and it was mostly Blackwell, mostly um, Bockwinkle, but uh, interesting, uh, one off with Jesse the Body Ventura. By the way, um, the Jesse Body Ventura one, took place in a high school gym um, in Rockford, Illinois. So uh, I thought that would be an interesting caveat. Uh, one match we did not talk about was um, April 16th, 1981, where uh, Vern had a title defense against, um, had a title defense against Bob Winkle. Uh, and this would be the last time uh, the two would face uh, before the last match. So this is really their last meeting before we get to the last match. So it was on April 16th, 1981. The whole match wasn't available when I looked it up. Uh, but the ending was, so I thought I would play the ending for you guys. And again, just this is the last confrontation between Nick Bockwinkle and Vern Gagne in ring uh, for the AWA world title on April 16th, 1981, before meeting uh, for Vern's last match the following month in May. So let's give it a listen to the ending of that match. Here comes that Oriental sleeper, a Bockwinkle that he brought back from Singapore, wherever it is. Look out, I don't know, can Vern defend himself? Is he able to withstand it? The referee watching very closely. Stanley Blackburn watching very closely. Ganya's eyes practically bulging out of his head. Bockwinkle looks, looks very confident. Ganya clenches the fist, reaches an arm up. Where does he get it from? This is for the world championship. Kanye in a bad position. Oh! What a defensive move. On pure instinct and sheer gut. He ran Bockwinkle into the turnbuckle. Broke the hole. And from behind, there 
Gagne sleeper. Gagne puts the sleeper on Bockwinkle. Look at it. Will you look at that? That's winning. Oh, wait just a minute. It looks to me like Heenan two, three. Now wait just a minute. Just a minute. As far as I can see it, Heenan reached in. What? Heenan reached in. Here comes Stanley Blackburn. Heenan reached in between Bockwinkle's legs, grabbed Ganya's leg, hauled him down. Stanley Blackburn takes the championship belt away from, from Heenan. He goes over and burn Ganya's corner. Ganya declared the winner. Burn Ganya is, retains his World Heavyweight Championship. Vern, 
I gather, Vern's probably a little egotistical and likes things his way. But um, anyway, uh, let's listen to the tributes uh, that come in for Vern Gagne on uh, Vern Gagne Day leading up to his final match. At 8 p.m., Vern Gagne's final title defense. By the way, as you know, Vern Gagne Day in Minneapolis, St. Paul. And a lot of comments this past week coming. We're going to be showing you some from Mr. Warmth, Don Rickles himself from the Carlton Celebrity Room, Mayor Don Fraser of Minneapolis, Ron Maddox from St. Paul speaking for Mayor George Latimer, and Governor Al Quee. Let's take a look at these. Hi, I'm Don Rickles, and I'm sitting in the dressing room of the Carlton Theater at the time of this taping here in between Minneapolis and St. Paul and Milwaukee and Omaha and Wisconsin, wherever, wherever it is. I'm in this place. And, uh, Vern Gagne, the great champion wrestler, well, his people came to me and begged me to say nice things about a man who I definitely feel is through in everything, not only wrestling, in business, in personality. The man is what we call in America a big bomb. And he's going to retire now. Should have retired 30 years ago, but I've met his wife, Mary, and he wants to be out of the house a lot. He's a wonderful guy, Vern, if he could hear you and understand you. The man has ears turned upside down. He makes Dr. Spock look handsome. This man is a bad-looking fella. He's the champion, but you'll never know it. He's still got leather marks on his face from some of his big matches. It's true Vern was in the 1948 Olympics as a flag carrier. That's how he got that double hernia. The pole was too long for the body. And so I would like to say with all sincerity, I never want to meet Vern Gagne again. He advised me on Dwayne Bobrick being the next heavyweight champion of the world. So you know how things went for me. Dwayne Bobrick is a big favorite in this area. He's still on the canvas. When I left, the count was 51. And Vern said, he will get up. So, to you, Vern, after an illustrious career of 32 years, I really wish you the best. You're basically a charming guy and a great champion. And I sincerely trust and know that all your friends will miss you in the world of wrestling. I certainly won't. But don't go to by me because I never watch wrestlers. I think most of them have a problem. So good luck to you, Vern, and don't make another comeback. Don't. Whereas Vern Gagne is responsible for bringing professional wrestling to the city of Minneapolis and to the state of Minnesota, and whereas Vern Gagne has devoted 32 years to the sport of professional wrestling, whereas Vern Gagne has brought pleasure to wrestling fans throughout the world in the city of Minneapolis, uh, therefore, as mayor of the city of Minneapolis, I proclaim Monday, Sunday, May 10th, 1981, as Vern Gagne Day in Minneapolis, and urge all citizens to join me in honoring Vern Gagne. Thank you very much, Vinny. I appreciate this. Well, now I'm going to put my official signature on this. And, uh, we'll do it. Now, on behalf of my father, Mayor, I'd like to thank you very much on behalf of our family and to the media out there and to all the wrestling fans, thank you very much. It's been 32 years that have just been uh, tremendous. Uh, he does send his apologies. He's in Milwaukee and Chicago today for press conferences and television shows. But uh, this will be a great moment in his life. And uh, again, thank you very much, Mayor. Sure. Very proud of him. Thank, thank you. Vern, there was a proclamation issued by the mayor of the city of St. Paul. And on behalf of the mayor of uh, the city of St. Paul and my colleagues on the city council, I'd like to read that. It says, whereas Vern Gagne is responsible for bringing professional wrestling to the city of St. Paul and to the state of Minnesota, 
whereas Vern Gagne has devoted 32 years to the sport of professional, professional wrestling, and whereas Vern Gagne has brought pleasure to wrestling fans throughout the world and to the city of St. Paul, now therefore I, George Latimer, Mayor of the city of St. Paul, do hereby proclaim Sunday, May 10th, 1981, to be Vern Day in the city of St. Paul. I'd like to present this to you, and on personal wishes, I would like to thank you for the many hours of enjoyment that you've brought to uh, the city of St. Paul and to the revenue that you've brought into the city of St. Paul and to the Civic Center. There has been, I don't know how many, hundreds of thousands of fans that have come to downtown St. Paul to witness uh, the exhibition that you put on. And I, for a person, and I as part of the city of St. Paul, am very proud of that relationship. Well, I thank you very, very kindly. Vern, it's a pleasure for me to sign the Certificate of Commendation from the state of Minnesota. This reads, presented to Vern Gagne, in recognition of 32 years as a professional wrestler, playing an integral role in the promotion and development of professional wrestling in Minnesota. As governor of the state of Minnesota, I, Albert H. Quee, do hereby extend appreciation on behalf of the people of our state for the many important contributions to the quality of life in Minnesota. <laughs> Governor, I do thank you very, very kindly, and uh, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank all the great support, if I can, uh, from the, that I've had from the people of Minnesota, because uh, this has been my, my home state, although I've traveled uh, around the world and wrestled all parts of the world, uh, this has always been home and, and always will be, and uh, I do want to thank each and every one of the fans and the people that have supported me over these many, many years. Thank you. And thanks, uh, too, for the work you've done with young wrestlers and with young kids who are ill that you've gone to help them. I mean, it shows your heart. I really appreciate it. <laughs> well, Governor, thank you, and I really appreciate getting this, and that's coming up on my wall. Thanks. Thank you again. And you'll know you have professional wrestling. Be sure to keep riding those horses. I'll be in your i got to believe there's a lot of uh, scripting in some of those. Uh, that last joke at the end about riding horses or whatever was pretty savage, uh, brutal, but... At any rate, uh, Don Rickles, always entertaining, doing a little bit of mini roast on Vern Mayer at the start. And then, again, all things Vern Gagne Day. So this is a really, really big day big day uh, for the people of Minnesota, it's, or at least a big day for Vern in uh, Minnesota. So I thought that would be uh, some interesting uh, listens as far as we get up to the tributes. Uh, kind of like, re- listen, in retirements, things like this are really important. So um, it definitely gives it that last match finality feel. Um and I, and I think I kind of dig it because it makes it a really, really big event. And, again, Vern is retiring. Mick is his greatest opponent of all time. It's just all things you would want in kind of a retirement setup for a match. Um, just the full Monty here. Uh, so let's talk about the rest of this card uh, that's going to happen. And, again, May 10th, 1981, it is in St. Paul, Minnesota, Civic Center. And, again, it is uh, Vern's retirement match. It's him defending the world title against Nick Bockwinkle. You also have Greg Gagne and Jim Brazel and Buck Sumhoff defeating Ray Stevens and Patterson, Pat Patterson and Bobby Heenan. Uh, this <laughs> a post down between Jesse Ventura and the Crusher. Uh, that sounds interesting. Uh, Barry and Von Raschke. Defeating Big John Studd, uh, I can't imagine that in my head because Baron Von Raschke, again, another one. A lot of these AWA older wrestlers, are, they're not even old, but they all look like they're 80 or 60 or whatever, no matter what the time frame is. I guess it's just kind of the times it is, but seeing Baron Von Raschke in 1981 defeat a young John Studd to me in my head just seems so wrong. Uh, Tito Santana went to a no contest against Sheik Adnan, who most of you would know as Sheik Adnan Al Casey, who, again, 
infamous AWA manager, but looks old. Uh, Larry Hennig, uh, Kurt's father, defeated Adrian Adonis, and Brad Reggins uh, drew with Jerry Blackwell. And Brad Reggins, um, you know, also uh, an Olympics wrestler. Uh, he was actually there at the end, uh, former tag team champion with one Ken Patera uh, before uh, the AWA went dark. So uh, Brad was per- he was pretty much a career guy at AWA in some form or fashion over the course of his career. All right, so the reported attendance here, 15,780 people are here to see Vern Gagne's last match. So before we get to uh, the intro of the match and the audio intro of this match, let's take a listen to Nick and Vern's final promos heading in to the beginning of the match. Well, Vern Gagne, the tribute's coming in from across the nation. It's well, quite a day thus far for you. Well, I certainly do uh, deeply appreciate uh, all the kind words here from the governor, that uh, Mayor Fraser and uh, Ron Maddox, representing uh, Mayor Latimer in St. Paul. And for you, Don Rickles, now that I'm retiring, maybe I'll become a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Vern. Now, if he was here, of course, he'd have something to say about that. <laughs> a big day for you, Vern, concentration on your title defense tonight. Well, it's a... Uh, following up all those congratulations, Vern, let's just let me take a second here. Uh, Gene, the phone calls and telegrams, of course, coming in from all over. And Vern, I know you'd be interested in this one. We just got this in. It's from Ed Asner. Oh. And uh, Ed says, congratulations to Vern and to his family on his big day, Sunday, May 10th. Sorry I couldn't be there. But now that you are retiring, uh, maybe we'll uh, find more time to to uh, make Wrestler 2. How about that? From <laughs> oh. Ed Asner. Very good. Thank you, Aldarusha. <laughs> The wrestler, too, uh, will come down the road a little bit later. But right now, uh, Gene, I've got this this big one here. And probably May 10th has always been a, a day for me for some reason or other. Um, I remember graduating from school on May 10th, going to the Marine Corps on May 10th, getting out of the Marine Corps on May 10th, starting my wrestling career on May 10th, and uh, now my last match on May 10th. So there is one day. thing, Vern, uh, the importance, the significance of this day. Something has been added, however. But I want to point out to the fans a mandate coming down from AWA President Stanley Blackburn out of the headquarters in Amarillo, Texas. Very unusual. Your final title defense, now all of a sudden, the no disqualification clause has been thrown in on this one. Explain if you would. Well, Gene, I don't know what uh, uh, Bobby Heenan uh, pulled off here. I, I assume it's between Bachwing and Heenan that put the pressure on uh, by, uh, I guess, uh, telling Stanley Blackburn and the committee that if uh, that was very easy, easy for me to go out there and hold on to the title if the disqualification rule was not lifted. And uh, it's been a, a rule in the AWA for years and years, and suddenly this last <laughs> match that I'm going to have it's obvious that they really want this title to change hands. I'm going to tell you and everyone out there that Vern Gagne is not going to go out a loser. I'm going to just scratch, claw, bite, whatever I have to do to hang on to this thing. I have to watch not getting to be disqualified in it. Uh, I think that is one area that... uh, that uh, Bachwinkle is going to try to exploit by that name to, to push me into disqualification. However, I've trained as hard as I've ever trained before. I'm ready for this match. I know what it means, Gene. Uh, it means my whole career, period. We're all wrapped up here on May 10th. All right. Vern Gagne from Marty O'Neill, myself, Roger Kent. It's been a, it's been a great, <laughs> great time. And, and I... I really got to thank everyone, uh, Wally Carbo, uh, the late Tony Stecker many years ago who started me here in Minneapolis, uh, Marty O'Neill, and everyone else that associated with wrestling, the media, people like yourself, Gene, thank you, and uh, it's been a great one. Thank you. There he goes, fans. 
the world's heavyweight champ in the night of the champion tonight in St. Paul for Vern Gagne's final title defense. Like I said before, you gotta get up pretty early in the morning to, out, to outsmart me. Well, Marty O'Neill and them thought they outsmarted me by sticking me in the six-man tag for me risking injury. But I pulled off something in professional wrestling nobody's ever done. I'm the one that got that rule put in. That if Vern Gagne tonight gets disqualified in any fashion, any form, he loses the championship of the world. That was my doing. I went to Stanley Blackburn and all the head stewards of the AWA, and I pulled it off. Vern Gagne, you said you were going to scrape, claw, bite, do whatever you can to hang on to the championship. This is probably the most important match in your entire life. It is the end of your career one way or the other. That same momentum that has brought everything to the focus and the attention of the world, of political people, of friends, of relatives, of family, Everything that has pointed to this moment and this life and this day for you is also for me. Because I can do two great things in this day. I can become the world's heavyweight champion again, which I deserve and should be. And by taking and taking it away from you, by defeating you, I, I get all that glory and all that hype that has gone into this day of yours. Now I want you to realize something. They didn't want you to get disqualified and sneak off into the sunset with the championship. So that you've got a lot to lose by getting disqualified. The match, and you don't get to keep the championship if you get disqualified. So I am going to take, and with everything I've ever had, my cunning, my shrewd, my articulateness, my suaveness in the ring, my cool, I am going to push you, my man. I'm going to push you harder than you've ever been pushed in your life. Because I want to become the world's heavyweight champion. I can taste it in my mouth. My saliva glands are flowing because I want it as bad as you want to keep it. You think Vern Gagne was nervous his first match? He's more nervous right now. I can guarantee that. And right. tonight, ladies and gentlemen, you have a new heavyweight champion. Thank you very much. The big one tonight. That's the... I guess Vern couldn't get an actual uh, video tape of Ed Asner. Uh, so we got a run-in uh, at Asmer uh, cameo, uh, at Asmer cameo uh, from a guy who ran in on Nick's interview, or on uh, Vern's interview. So anyway, it's, it's kind of cool stuff here. Uh, the new DQ stip being added, uh, Vern saying he's not going to end up a loser. Uh, you know, and typically when you go out uh, in your last match, well, I guess it depends, but if you're Vern Gagne, uh, you say, well, I'm not going to go out a loser. You believe it, but Typically, your opponent on the end of your last match or is your way out, you typically put your opponent over. Uh, but again, very different circumstances here, I really think, based on the history of this view. These guys have feuded for a long, long time, and it's probably irrelevant at this point. Um, putting someone over, it's not like you're putting over somebody who's brand new. Uh, but I'll give perspective of that after the match because of what happens uh, post uh, this last match. So we are going to... So in a Nick also... Very confident. Uh, Bobby's saying, hey, you know what? I'm the one that got this uh, stipulation added. Uh, just good stuff. And Nick Bachwinkle, again, just so articulate. So he's just a master of the manipulation of words and really putting himself over as this really confident, arrogant, probably you would have to say smart prick heel. So I absolutely love, love, love Nick Bachwinkle. All right. So we are going to go to the match intro audio, and then we're going to talk about the match from there. So here we go. Introductions for Vern Gagne's last match. Ladies and gentlemen, 
So my first thought here is, my God, Vern looks very aged. Um, he's 50 here, and I guess 50 is the new 80 in 1981 because he definitely looks his age in this um, and even older. Um, and the fact that I'm 50 uh, kind of freaks me out a little bit and makes me say, okay, maybe I don't look so bad. I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. Vern's a great shape and everything. I just think generationally, 50-year-olds uh, look very different, and it's very noticeable here. So uh, not old shaming by any stretch. I'm his age now, but you could definitely tell um, there was some age factoring going on with him. Um, there's a lot of feeling out to start um, and arm holds. Nick really grinds on a hammer lock almost to the point you can actually feel the hurt because he's really sinking it in. Uh, Fern does several rollovers to try to get out of it, but Nick holds on to his hammer lock. Um, Fern flips uh, behind him to escape. Uh, he basically chops Nick right in the face and two arm drags and an arm bar of his own. Bachwinkle skates, but another Vern arm drag into an arm bar. Vern then moves into this like weird submission spot where he's laying on his side, pulling one leg with his arms and then Nick's other legs trapped between Vern's legs. Like he stretches Nick's legs far, far apart. So looks pretty good in retrospect, but as he's laying on the map, but very different. I've never seen that hole before. Uh, definitely did not look comfortable. Uh, Vern is really working the legs hard as Nick screams in pain. Vern does a spinning toe hold into a sit down on the leg. Uh, Nick escapes into a side headlock. Uh, 15 minutes in, uh, basically been all mat and submission spots. Uh, this headlock spot goes on forever that Nick has on him. Vern finally shoves Nick off and collides with the ref who goes down. Vern covers, but no ref. Vern then goes to ref, but Nick clubs him from behind for two. Vern punches back with chops and punches. Then there's a backdrop and a victory roll for two. And we're going to take you to the audio now of the rest of the match. Both men having good opportunities for victory here. A pickup. Party slam. Ganya. Connect Bockwinkle. He tries for the pin. One on the two counter kickout by Bockwinkle. Another flying drop kick executed perfectly by the champion. And again, Ganya tries for the drop kick, but Bockwinkle very alertly stepping out. 
Kanya down. The man who was in his corner for this match tonight, Leo Marmolini, yelling encouragement. Oh, wait a minute. There is the pile driver. That one should be barred, ladies and gentlemen. One, two. One. Hawkwinkle cannot get the job done. Side headlock and again choking. Into the rope. A shoulder and both fans go down as Bockwinkle comes off the rope. There is the count. Heenan absolutely wild. One, two, and a kick out. One, two. Another two count by the referee, Doug Gilbert. Bockwinkle, trying with all of his power, with all of his might. Algonia reverses it, one, two. What a seesaw battle this has been. There is the famed Ganya sleeper. The famed Ganya sleeper, ladies and gentlemen. 20 minutes, 20. But I was thinking the time announcement. Oh, all of a sudden, Nick Bockwinkle, quick to duck under, and he's got his Oriental sleeper on the champion. Now, there's been a lot of question as to whether or not that is a chokehold or not. It's Bockwinkle with the Oriental or the Singapore sleeper on Vern Ganya. Ganya starting to lose a little bit. Oh! He managed to muster up enough to get Bockwinkle back into the turnbuckles. However, the Singapore sleeper in the arsenal of the repertoire of Nick Bockwinkle, not broken that time, but for a second time, and a third, the champ goes back. This crowd and mass hysteria prevailing here tonight. 17,000 strong. How did he do it? One, two, three, and it's all over. So there you have it. Uh, Vern Gagne has wrestled his last match. Uh, he has won his last match uh, with a um, with a 
I guess you could say he came out of the sleeper. Um, I will tell you the sleeper spots didn't bug me that much. Um, what did bug me a little bit was Vern got the back suplex, which I thought looked really good coming out of his sleeper that, um, that uh, Nick had on him. But I felt Vern took too long to the, get to the pin as there was a delay that felt a bit flat for me on the final three. Um, and here's the other thing. The last three minutes or so were really good, uh, but it was a lot of mat-based wrestling and submissions. And don't get me wrong, they look stiff and realistic. But until like the last three minutes, this match was kind of a tough sell for me. Um, I could see why some people would like it because it's a very old school match. I'm sure that's exactly what they were going for, but it probably wasn't for all. And I'll be honest, I didn't feel like Vern himself was that impressive, uh, but I will think Nick was. And I think Nick... Um, I mean, ultimately, I'm sure Nick and Vern were friends and he wanted to put over his friend one last time. Um, but I go back to the, I guess I'm a tropey wrestling fan where I feel like if you're on your way out, you should put the other guy over, especially when uh, that other guy. Um, well, basically, let's we'll get to what happens next here, because what happens is after this match, um, <laughs> Nick Bockwinkle, uh basically gets the title handed to him. Uh, and we're going to go listen to the audio of that now of what happens after that, but it kind of puts in perspective me for a little bit more around maybe why I feel a little bit about this match. I kind of, I don't know. I just think like if your end game was going to be what happens next and what we're about to talk about, then why don't we just put the guy over? I mean, I guess, especially with Vern coming back. Uh, and well, again, we're going to talk about that here at the end of the pod. So as far as the match goes, um, I feel guilty if I don't go like a gentleman's three on it, but I can see where it's not for everybody. Um, but I'll go a gentleman's three on Burns. Uh, well, for now, his final match. And we'll talk more about that here in a little bit. For now, let's go to listen to the audio of what happens after the fact uh, with the world heavyweight title uh, now that uh, Vern has retired. Update in the Minneapolis-St. Paul paper, seen it on television, heard it on radio. Stanley Blackburn in town with the big decision and an announcement this past Tuesday. Here it is. Take a look. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it had to be at this time, in this place, that we talk with the distinguished president of the AWA, Stanley Blackburn. Mr. Blackburn, I know, tremendous amount of pressure exerted upon you and the championship committee over the past weeks with the retirement of Vern Gagne as the world's heavyweight champ. There's talk of a tournament, so many other things. We would like to talk to you about that at this time. Thank you very much. We've kicked around the idea of this tournament, and promoters all over the world have been bombarding us with uh, requests to enter men or to have the tournament in their countries. And uh, the thing, uh, logistically, would not work out. AWA cannot operate without a champion. It would take uh, six to nine months with a tournament, with everybody that wants to get involved being involved that are uh, capable. So I've decided, and the committee's backing me up, we're going to award and give back the belt to the previous owner, Mr. Nick Bockwinkle. Wait just a moment, Stanley Blackburn. You have ruled out the possibility of a tournament based on the logistics of it. It was absolutely impossible. At the time, it would take six to nine months to have the tournament with the, with the hundreds and hundreds of wrestlers that uh, want to appear in this thing. And AWA cannot go without a champion that long. Well, in all due respect, Mr. Blackburn, I know it was a very tough decision for you to make, but there is going to be echoes across the entire professional wrestling world about that decision. I'm expecting them. All right, just a moment. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I see at this time, obviously, in the neighborhood, Bobby Heenan, and now all of a sudden, the man that has become once again the heavyweight champion of the world, Nick Bockwinkle. As far as I'm concerned, I understand the problem that the uh, man stated, and uh, it is only a very rational, logical thing to do. I have proclaimed all along that I have really and truly been the champion, and I, and I take this vote as a vote of confidence from all the promoters throughout the entire world as, as the man that is the world's heavyweight champion. All right. Well, this, fans, as you all know, uh, took place because Vern Gagne retired as the champion. Any comments again from you? I have one comment. Uh, Mr. Heenan, you and I have had our differences in the past. I want you to treat this belt as the manager of the champion with the respect that it's entitled to. Bobby Heenan. Well, thank you, Mr. Blackburn, and uh, you don't have nothing to worry from me or Mr. Bachwinkle. We will defend the title like true champions of the world. There's nothing more I can say. I would just like to give my congratulations to Nick Bachwinkle, and like I've said all along in the past, the right thing was done. Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, I still cannot believe what has transpired here in the executive offices of the AWA. I will state again the decision of Stanley Blackburn, president of this great organization, his decision to return the belt to Nick Bockwinkle as the world's heavyweight champion. Thank you, gentlemen. A tournament that would take nine months. So basically, Vern Gagne wins the match, right? And... The, the belt is awarded to Nick Bockwinkle because there's too many people, too much politics, blah, 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 and to have a tournament that would last eight to nine months, which is absolutely ridiculous. So Nick Bockwinkle is awarded the AWA title back after uh, the last match. The Vern is retired. Um, so <laughs> pretty ridiculous end there. I don't know how that makes Nick look, but it's probably going to look worse here as I go through what happens after the last match. So uh, Nick's first title defense, just to kind of clear the air, remember, this last match was on May the 10th. His first title defense isn't until June 20th. Um, again, at the high school, uh, the Boylan High School to be exact, AWA champion Nick Bachman defeats, defeats uh, Jim Brinzel. So literally over a month after the last match is the first championship defense by Nick Bachman when it's against jumping Jim Brinzel. All right. Here's the kicker. So let's go into a little bit detail of everything that happens after this. After Ganya would still wrestle 12 more times after his last match. The first would be as soon as this October of 1981, uh, as Hall on Halloween, actually, the same year. And he would wrestle for Houston, uh, Houston Wrestling, and Paul Bosch, uh, as he takes on Dick Slater as part of Houston's Gold Rush Tournament. Uh, which we will probably discuss one day because Bachwinkle's involved with that. And that was one of the things with Tito Santana had brought up. Uh, there's kind of a cool story in that. We might cover that one day. Uh, but yeah, so Nick is, or I'm sorry, Vern is wrestling again on Halloween of the same year. Uh, his last match would be a six-man tag with his son, Greg and Jimmy Snuka, defeating Boris Zukov, uh, John Nord, and Sheik Adnan Al-Casey on June 29, 1986. So five years later, almost five years later, or over five years later, uh, is Vern's actual last match. As far as Nick Bockwinkle, after being awarded the title, uh, awarded to him, again, didn't win it, had it given to him because Vern had the win, um, he would hold the title uh, through 829 of 82, um, and he lost it to one Otto Wands, and he regained it on 10-9, 1982. Um, kind of a one-off there with Otto Wands, which is something we could cover on a separate episode uh, one day, uh, but also to unknown Otto Wands, uh, regained it on 10-9, 82, 
Then he lost it to Jumbo Ceruta on 2-22-84. Uh, there were other title losses along the way. Um, Rick Martel became champion, and then Stan Hansen became champion uh, in between the time Ceruta won the title uh, from Bachweigel to where we go from here. Um, there were other title losses to Hulk Hogan and Jerry Lawler, like I said, along the way, but both were reversed. Uh, we discussed some of that on the Lawler 1 episode on our Flair in Memphis episode. Um, but Nick would hold the belt one more time after the loss to Saruta. Um, as Stan Hansen, like I said, left the AWA and the title was given to Nick. So twice Nick was gifted a world title without winning the actual title. So I will, again, um, what else can you say about that? If I were Nick, I basically had to go through the ringer of not beating Vern on his retirement match. Then I had the title awarded to me. Uh, then I lost it to an unknown with Otto Wands. Then I lost it to Saruta. And then there was Martel between me, Hanson between me. And I guess Vern rolled the dice and said, hey, you know what? Uh, you know, Bachwinkle is pretty uh, reliable. Let's give him the belt for his final time uh, before he would go on and lose it to Kurt Hennig long term. So uh, that's where both of these guys fell uh, from a short standpoint after Vern's last match. Sometimes, like retirements, I'm trying to think about retirements that actually stay retirements. Um, and I don't have that in front of me right now, but, you know, Funk had 20 million of them. Uh, Vern would be another one. Shawn Michaels, to his credit, only had one. Uh, Ric Flair um, obviously came out of retirement. I mean, he held that long standing thing with Shawn Michaels for a long time, and then he came back for his last match, which I was actually at, which um, he should have. Kept Shawn Michaels his last match. But through the course of history, the retirement gimmick never seems to stick, really. Um, as you go, I mean, Bill Watts. I mean, you just go list down the list on and on and on. I guess just the the feel of the crowd, the want to do it, the passion really supersedes anything else in basically what's a gimmick sport anyway, so I can see it. But anyway, that is kind of the culmination of Vern's last match. So hopefully you've enjoyed the journey. Um I think it's a really cool moment in time to go check out um, a lot of this stuff. Um, when you hear the audio clips and things like that, the majority of it is I find all on YouTube. Um, and I, I keep them in a playlist when I record them. But uh, the first match we talked about where Vern regains the title um, is available on YouTube. And the last match that we talked about, along with the promos and all the Vern Gagne day tributes, all of these are available on YouTube if you want to seek them out. Pretty easy. Um, just put in Vern Gagne 1981 or Vern versus Nick Bachwinkle 1981 on YouTube and all this stuff will pop right up for you. So that'll conclude tonight's territorial. Um, and again, really two greats who I'm sure at some point we will visit again at some point, maybe another feuds or not. I know Nick Bachwinkle has made a few appearances already. Um, and Vern did as well, with the exception of he was the... Um, owner of the AWA and Super Clash. So um, I'm sure they will both pop up in some form or fashion again. But until then, we will talk to you on the next episode of Territorial. And thanks for listening, everybody. If you're thinking that my life is a hoot and a holler from the start of the day to the dark of the night. That it's ringing like a bell That you only want to follow Gotta trust me when I say I'm just trying to get it right Still I think about myself As a lucky old dreamer And if you're asking me to tell 
Is it worth what I paid? You're gonna hear me say Hell yeah it is And I say it loud I loved it all And I'm not too proud I freed my soul Just let it fly Hell yeah, this crazy life around me It confuses and confounds me But it's all the life I've got Until I die Hell yeah, it is If you're asking for my time Isn't much left to give you Been around a good long while So I gotta say it fast Time is all we'll ever need But it's gotta have a meaning You be careful how it's spent Cause it isn't gonna last I hear you wondering out loud Are you ever gonna make Will you ever work it out Will you ever take a chance And just believe you can Yeah, you will You're gonna be okay You might get lost But then you'll find a way Don't go alone You can't be afraid Hell yeah, this life is here It is made for living And love's a gift that's made for giving You give it all away And have it still Hell yeah, you will I've been living in a bowl With a lot of people staring With my feet on shaky ground And my head up in the sky But it's where I want to be It's a life that's made for caring Got a song to pass the day And a girl to share the night So if they ask you when I'm gone Was it everything you wanted? And when he had to travel on Did he know he'd be missed? You can tell them this Yeah, he did He saw it all He walked the line Never had to crawl He cried a bit But not for long Hell yeah, he found the life That he was after Fill it up with 